Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am Vinny Apostoli. You are listening to the Suds and the Squared Circle podcast here on, uh, well, right here, wherever you're listening to the Suds and the Squared Circle podcast. I've got a lot going on today. As a matter of fact, I haven't recorded in five weeks just because of my busy schedule, uh, just with work and, and so much other stuff. Uh, it's just very crazy with, uh, you know, my job schedule at this point in time, but that's why I figured, you know what, it's time to record a new episode. Anyways, with that said, there's been so much going on in the world of the WWE, so much going on in General Hospital and Port Charles, so, and even going to uh, going into Days of Our Lives, which I ha- I'm going to start getting more into as we move forward with uh, Steve Burton actually going to Days of Our Lives going forward, uh, it looks to me, while um, he is resurrecting the Harris uh, character that he played on Beyond Salem Part 2, in that he's going to be going there and and resurrecting that character now on the actual show of Days of Our Lives. I don't know whether it's going to be a full-time role or just a short stint, but it was was announced um, late last week in that he's going to be going over there. Uh, so, again, I don't know if necessarily he started filming, you know, be, like five months ago, four or five months ago, because Days of Our Lives, uh, for, for those of you that don't know, Days of Our Lives uh, records about six months in advance. So I don't know if he started six months ago, and, and like right after Beyond Salem 2 finished rapping, and then he went on to it, or if he just signed now and then he won't actually... Uh, debut on the show for another six months. So we'll have to see where that goes to. But either way, I'm going to start watching it more frequently and try to get into it daily if I could find some time for it. <laughs> but either way, it's been uh, been something good, and I'm going to end up uh, going into that. So a lot going on in Port Charles and the WWE. But I also want to send a shout-out to uh, James Lott Jr., JLJ Media, the 10th Floor Podcast, uh, Ring the Bell Radio, um, then we've got Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast, a uh, lot of uh, good podcasts that I listen to from the uh, not-so-popular ad-free shows, or should I, from from the uh, people that are not with the popular ad-free shows.com, uh, but I do listen to a lot of the ad-free shows as well, um, and uh, I listen to a lot, and I have to say, I'm really happy and excited with the way that General Hospital and uh, the WWE is going. Um, but, you know, we're getting into November sweeps, so it's uh, going to be good now because General Hospital, at least, is going into their 60th anniversary coming up in April 1st, uh, which is amazing for that the uh, any TV shows on that long, um, especially one that's daily. Now, of course, you know, soap operas, they started half hour, 45 minutes to an hour. And General Hospital is the last remaining ABC, uh, the last remaining ABC soap opera that's still on TV. It's, you know, the, the, the daytime soap operas. Uh, as we know, Days of Our Lives moved over to Peacock. And then also, uh, you know, Young and the Restless and Bold and Beautiful are still holding strong on CBS. But those are from what I've heard, their ratings are extremely high overseas in, you know, in Europe. And, you know, I, I've heard they're like, 
as really big superstars in Italy um, and, and, and France and other, other countries rather than the U.S., whereas General Hospital is basically a United States-only show. It's not outside of people probably watching it on Hulu, you know, outside of the U.S., uh, but the U.S. and Canada watches GH because that's from ABC, right? So uh, it's not likely that Bold and Beautiful or Young and the Restless will move unless going to strictly uh, Paramount+. Plus. I would like to see General Hospital go to Hulu um, or Disney Plus and just, you know, go for it because ABC, Disney owns ABC, which owns General Hospital. And they also, again, own um, One Life to Live and All My Children. So there's really no reason why they shouldn't be able to, uh, um, why they shouldn't be able to uh, put that on there. I'm just waiting for them to put it on there. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, one thing I do want to say, uh, this week on both uh, the General Hospital, um, actually it was the uh, General Hospital Dirty Deeds from JLJ Media, and also on uh, the G General Hospital Mini Spotlights, also from JLJ Media, but also on the 10th Floor uh, podcast, a lot, is, a lot of talk was about soap Twitter and how toxic it could be. Well, coming from the soap and the wrestling world, uh, soap Twitter, wrestling Twitter, they're all toxic. Social media is very, very toxic because when people are talking uh, behind a veil of anonymity like they are in social media, they'll get big balls and they'll say whatever the hell they want and not care about any kind of consequences because you know you, it, it is it's available in anonymity yeah you might have a picture on your profile but for the most part um they don't know where you live they don't know you know they don't talk to you on a daily basis like you know on your phone number they don't work with you so they'll people will say anything you know you see it in you know political you know twitter you know between the democrats and the republicans and you know, my profile on uh, my personal profile is actually locked where people can't respond to me or can't, you know, see my uh, tweets unless you actually follow me. And that's because of the, the idiots that are out there that don't have the same viewpoint as I do. Um, and it's not that I don't care about other people's viewpoints, but it's also that some people can be very harassing when you don't agree with them, right? Uh, for example, uh, Tyrus, okay, the new NWA champion, Tyrus, who beat Trevor Murdoch at, in a triple threat match with Trevor Murdoch and Matt Cardona at uh, Hard Times 3, I think, this past weekend. Okay, he's the new NWA champion. Now, he's on Fox News as a uh, correspondent on the Greg Gutfield show, and he, he's a, you know, I don't want to say he's a strict, you know, extreme Republican or, or right wing or whatever. He does see a lot of right wing uh, things politically. And he does, you know, he is on, like I said, the Greg Gutfield show. And, you know, for those of you that don't know the name Tyrus, he used to be Brodus Clay in WWE. Um, and so he won the NW championship and the people hate on him. I saw tweets of, you know, pictures of, of, of our truth when he was Ron Killings in the TNA saying that, you know, Ron Killings is the only black NWA champion that they recognize. 
Tyrus being a, a you know a black guy or, or you know um and Mar- I just I'm like why because he has different viewpoints than you because you know Tyrus is a fantastic wrestler I mean he's agile for a big guy he's you know he's on, on the Bam, bam, big low side of things, you know what I mean? 400 pounds or whatever. Uh, maybe even closer to uh, King Kong Bundy, but he's a lot more uh, athletic. And he's just somebody that uh, ha- earned it. Like, he's been a wrestler for close to 15 years at this point, and he's just he's, he's earned it. You know, he's a former NWA TV champion, and, and now he's the NWA world champion, and he deserves it. But for people to be hating on him because he's, got, you know, got Republican views or he's got right-wing viewpoints is ridiculous. Um, if you're a fan of the sport, you know, leave it out of it. Um, JBL on Fox News, very very smart individual. You know, he's he's made it clear that he's fiscally conservative but socially liberal, right? That's, that's the way that a lot of people are. So, um, but there are those that are, you know, full conservative or full liberal. And there's a lot of people who are um, taken offended by that or taken aback by that. And, you know, they want to cancel people who actually don't agree with them, right? There's so many, there's this whole doxing thing that that, that you hear about when um, somebody who doesn't agree with something or does something that could be quote unquote controversial or you know, the, the woke people want to set this guy out and, and ruin his life, right? There's so many times where somebody said something or did something where the quote-unquote mass populace didn't agree with, and they get them fired, right? Like somebody doesn't have the the the, the ability or the the um, the ability to, to make a life for themselves in their career because they don't see things the way that other people see things. It was absolutely freaking ridiculous. So I don't agree with that. I don't like that. I don't like the quote-unquote cancel culture. Um, and I think it's ridiculous. James Law Jr. Had, had mentioned there was a problem that stemmed from a, a show this week, right? I think it was Bold, Bold and Beautiful Live or Bold Live or something where one of the, one of the act, you know, some of the actresses take phone calls. And apparently something had happened with one of them uh, that that was really, really hurtful, really toxic, death threats. Like, if you're doing death threats for TV shows or writing stuff, like, I remember a couple of years ago, I, I want to say it was maybe five years ago or so, people were getting fed up with the writing team of, I want to say SmackDown. And there were there were these tweets that said, hashtag, hashtag fire road dog, right? Like, he's the only writer on, on TV for WWE. And he wasn't. <laughs> and he wasn't fired. I mean, he was let go last year or what have you. But um, with that said, um, so, so, so with that said, I, I just feel like there are so many people that take things too far. And, and I like, you know, I like interacting with fans. And I'm not going to say, um, you know, I'm not going to say that it's only, you know, uh, people that see things my way. No, we could have a lot of people who, um, you know, we could see a lot of people who 
have different viewpoints than us, right? And and you can get along with them. You can easily get along with people who who see things differently because you can have, you know, different viewpoints, right? You could have those different opinions and have conversations. That's the whole thing is like, you know, have conversations, you know, controversy. Eric Bischoff wrote the book, Controversy Creates Cash, right? And, and it was great. And now he's got another one coming out, Grateful, which I have already pre-ordered. It was written with Guy Evans, right? Um, but controversy creates cash. And I know I've said it before on this show, probably. Controversy creates conversation. And if you don't think that you can converse with somebody, don't say anything. Like, if there's a controversial take, whether it's political or personal or the writing style of, you know, uh, WWE writers or general hospital writers or, you know, the, the, the writers for any show. Like, here, here's another example. When Charlie Sheen was let go from Two and a Half Men and Ashton Kutcher took over, I hated that show. I loved Charlie Sheen as an actor. And I loved his um, his style on Two and a Half Men. I can't stand Ashton Kutcher. Would I ever like send him death threats because I don't like his acting? No, I just prefer not to watch any of his shows or movies. Um, same thing with like Will Ferrell. Everybody loves Elf. I can't stand Elf because I don't like Will Ferrell. I think he's a stupid comedian and a stupid actor. But with that said, I also will never send any kind of um, death threats his way or think or, or not want him to be part of a job because he's making money or whatever. That's just that's just absolutely ridiculous, right? I just would prefer not to um, watch any of his stuff. So if you're a fan, be vocal, root for who you want. But don't take it so personally. You know what I mean? Um, I, I want to go back to a, a um, situation that happened this past weekend. Um, this past weekend at a house show in Peoria, Illinois, Scarlet. It was a SmackDown house show, and I believe Karrion Cross was facing Drew McIntyre or some. Karrion Cross was wrestling, and Scarlet was out at the ring, and. Um, and somebody threw a liquid. That's all that was mentioned. It was a liquid at Scarlet. Okay? And the woman was thrown out of the building. Even though Scarlet said she's okay, whatever. The woman was thrown out of the building. And, you know, she didn't want to leave. And she was eventually forced out. And the family left with her and stuff. Now, I'm not condoning people throwing stuff at wrestlers or any actor or... or, or um, assaulting people, right? Now, yes, it could have been hot coffee. It could have severely burned her. I get that. But if it was just water or beer or, or, or you know, um, or soda or whatever, like, as long as the talent, right, the, the victim, the talent, says that they're fine, then don't, um, you don't have to put them um, you don't have to have them escorted, right? That that would have been if you listen to Jim Cornette's podcast, right? And if you you listen to Jim Cornette and and all the stuff, um, 
and, and all this stuff from previous generations, right? And then the territory era, that is heat. That's what they were going for, right? That's what they were going for. They were going for um, people who um, got that kind of heat, right? They were going for the people who said, you know, that, that caused riots. That's just how it was. So the fact that Scarlet has that kind of heat that somebody threw a liquid at her or let's say soda or water or whatever, and, you know, and she was fine. She wasn't physically harmed or injured. And then she took to Twitter and said, you know, as a classy Chicago woman, you know, the fact that there's classless Peoria woman, that the booze is not as good as your hair or something like that. It was just, you know, she, she took it into a storyline, right? There's no reason to let the person out. And I don't condone people harassing or assaulting uh, the talent, but get into the show, you know, get into it, hate who you want passionately, but that's, that's heat. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, there's not a lot of that going on anymore. There's just not a lot of heat going on with, um, with anybody for that matter. But I wanted to come on here today and just kind of go over that and say, listen, let's get the toxicity out of wrestling Twitter, out of soap Twitter. Okay, if you think that you know more than the writers, then put your application into the general hospital team or the WWE team or whatever team you're, you're upset with, because I can guarantee you, you don't know nearly as much as they are, especially with general hospital and then the writing staff there. Like, I know that the WWE and general hospital are two different, totally different um, way, you know, writing styles, you know, but think about it. The writing team with GH, they have to worry about timing. They have to worry about um, what actors they have when, budgeting. You know what I mean? Like, like why bring in, you know, somebody like Ned who does both Days of Our Lives or I think it's, is it Days or Young and the Rest of But he has two d different jobs and so does Robert. Um, you know what I mean? Um, they do double duty. Why bring them in if they don't have to, Right. So the writing team has to go by a schedule. They have to say, oh, well, we can't bring this person in. So we have to insert it this way, or we have to put this person here instead. So when you see, let's say, Carly in every single storyline, maybe she's the most um, available actress. Or act, of course, not a, I'm going to cancel saying actress, but the most, <laughs> the most available talent they have. So she is in a lot of storylines, right? And, and she's a catalyst for a lot. Um, so... If you think you could write better, you don't know the half of it, okay? If if you're looking at the WWE side of things, right, and you're looking at Raw or SmackDown or NXT or the, or the um, you know, the, the premium live events, and you're looking at these storylines and you don't like the way they're going, A, wait for it to play out. It'll probably go through, the go. it'll probably go the way you want it to or the opposite of the way you want it to, but it'll still be entertaining. And you'll understand why, because of psychology, okay? Or, you know, again, go get your degree in journalism, in journalism or creative writing and try to get a job with the WWE. Then you can go for it. Up until July, Vince McMahon was the head writer. No matter whether he had that title or not, even as he was, you know, chairman and CEO and all this, he still had the very last say in the creative process. So... If he didn't like it, it wouldn't go on TV. Now, Triple H is a little different. And he's, you know, more willing to do a few things that, that Vince wasn't. 
bring back some of the people and 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 do things that more of the fans wanted, right? Some of the you know war games being at some SummerSlam at uh, Survivor Series this year, that wouldn't have happened with Vince. That's why War Games was relegated to NXT for the past number of years. So when you think about it, <coughs> excuse me, when you think about it, Triple H now is doing a lot of stuff. Now everybody's upset going kind of going now into the WWE side of things. Everybody's upset about Austin Theory cashing in the money in the bank uh, on Seth Rollins for the United States Championship and then losing. And everybody thinks that, 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 um, Austin Theory has been buried ever since Vince left and Triple H took over. I think he's like lost 18 of 19 matches or what have you. And, you know, it was something that Triple H inherited because that's what Vince wanted. Well, I get it. And, and, you know, the money in the bank is the definition of it was to, and Dave LaGreca, Dave LaGreca said this on Busted Open last week, the money in the bank should have been, um, you know, the, the definition is that you can cash in on any world champion, right? Well, number one, you have Roman Reigns, who has both world titles, the, the WWE title and the universal title, right? And it's public knowledge that his schedule is more part-time than full-time at this point in time. So easily, Watson Theory can go to management and say, listen, I did the, I cashed in on the U.S. championship because I never get a chance to cash in on the world champion because he's never around. That is a logical, reasonable explanation for the cash in on the U.S. championship. Now, the other thing is there could be a loophole. Now, I didn't watch Raw from tonight. I watched that tomorrow. Um, but there could be a loophole in that saying it was an open challenge. So I didn't need to cash in on it. So I want my briefcase back. It's a possibility. But, you know, and that would just create more of a heel, whiny heel character for Austin Theory. I would say in the next five years, Austin Theory is going to be world champion, regardless of whether or not he's got the money in the bank. You know, I know that he was, you know, Vince's, uh, you know, Vince's project. Vince was the, um, um, what should we call it? Uh, Vince um, was taking him under his wing. He was managing him. He was in vignettes with him. You know, the whole thing about the, the egg of the Rocks movie or Batista's movie or whatever it was uh, last year at, Summer, at Survivor Series. Last year or the year before. But either way, um, you know, so everybody think, oh, yeah, Austin Theory is being buried. And, you know, because he was Vince, I don't know about that. You know, maybe, maybe he is, maybe he's just learning to get the losses out of the way so that he could come back and become a full-fledged baby face. I, I don't know. It's a possibility. Um, so we'll see where it goes. I, like I said, I didn't watch Raw uh, tonight, so I, I will watch it tomorrow. And the next week when I, I'm back on my normal time, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at it. Um, I also want to point out, next Sunday, on the 19th of, uh, is it the 19th or the 20th? No, uh, it would be the 20th. The 20th of November, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to uh, go live on YouTube, um, and maybe or maybe 5 p.m. 
no, actually 7 p.m. should work because that would be uh, 4 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, I'm trying to get it so that I'm not uh, counter-programming the 10th floor or uh, James Law Jr. with his General Hospital Mini Spotlight because they both go live on YouTube. Um, I'm going to do Suds in the Squared Circle live on YouTube next Sunday, the 20th, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, which would be 4 p.m. Pacific Time. So I'll put that out in a tweet uh, later on after I post this episode. Uh, and then, you know, that'll be kind of back to the normal, you know, uh, normal programming uh, schedule of General Hospital first and then WWE. Because th at this point, I'm kind of going all over the place, right? Um, with with poor Charles news right now, um, I, am I the only one that really doesn't see that much value in having Trina and Spencer together? Like, I know there's a whole, you know, Sprina campaign and everything. Why? Right? Why? You know, I don't think that Tabiana Ali, while she's a great actress and she's a great portrayer of Trina, I don't see the chemistry between her and Nicholas Alexander Chavez, who plays Spencer, like I like I saw the chemistry between the previous Trina, Sydney Michaela, right? And it's hard to step into a role like that. I just don't see that chemistry. I'm not seeing Sprina as being a super couple, like people are trying to say. Absolutely not. Um, we do want to wish uh, a, uh, a couple. Before we get on to more news and notes, I do want to send a couple of uh, condolences out to the Aniston family. Um, longtime Days of Our Lives actor John Aniston passed away today, Monday, or well, yesterday, Monday the 14th, um, who happens to be Jennifer Aniston's father. So um, love and condolences out to, um, out to his fans and friends and family. And, um, you know, just to make sure that you know, he's loved. And also, uh, get well soon to um, longtime uh, late night show host Jay Leno, who was burned uh, in a car fire or gasoline fire in his garage uh, um, earlier this weekend. So he's on the mend. He says he's okay. It was just, you know, a, uh, you know, gasoline fire, but he's being treated for burns, but he's okay. Um, he just has to heal up. So, you know, get well soon to him. Also, going back to uh, WWE news, Logan Paul, who had a fantastic match against Roman Reigns, even to the point where he live streamed live streamed a frog frog splash through a table through the announcers' table, live from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, which is the largest Instagram live. Uh, view or uh, viewers or whatever in history. Okay. And he uh, ended up losing to Roman Reigns, which, okay, everybody pretty much knew, although I'm the one that wanted Logan Paul to win. But uh, he also hurt his knee, partially tore his uh, ACL, MCL, um, you know, his meniscus. So he's going to be on the mend for a while. Some people think it's a work. Maybe. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But the other good thing coming out of it is Jake Paul, his brother, may come and, and become a WWE superstar as well. Um, I would, wouldn't mind seeing Jake and Logan take out the Usos to become the new undisputed WWE tag team champions. 
it's a possibility. Again, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but maybe. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, I want to uh, I want to say that they are starting to build to the Survivor Series, which is next weekend, the uh, Thanksgiving weekend, which would be the Sunday, the twenty or I'm sorry, Saturday the twenty sixth, two days after Thanksgiving, is going to be Survivor Series with War Games. They've already started to put together the War Games match matches. Um, the women's match is going to be Bianca Belair captaining her team with. Alexa Bliss and Asuka, and two other women to be named later. And they're going to be taking on the team of Damage Control, which is Bailey, um, EO Sky, Dakota Kai, and Nikki Cross, who is back to that gimmick now, and then one other person. So we'll see the other three names that get added to that match, which will be really good. EO Sky has been in Oregon for, so is Dakota Kai. I think Bianca has as well. So we'll see if uh, that gets to the point where, um, you know, either way, it's going to be good. I mean, obviously, it's going to be different war games than WCW used to have because there's no top on the double cage. But either way, the concept is fantastic. And now that it's going to be on the main roster, it's going to be even better. The fans have been wanting this for a while. Um, I'm not sure what the men's war games match is going to be yet. I assume it's going to be the entire bloodline. Roman Reigns, The Uso, Solo, and Sammy taking on five other people, probably Drew McIntyre, I would say uh, maybe the New Day, maybe Matt Riddle, who's getting on my nerves. I cannot stand Matt Riddle. And it has nothing to do with his personal problems, but his character is just absolutely dumb. I cannot stand it. Um, however, the one person that it will not feature is Kevin Owens, apparently, who's sidelined with an injury, supposedly. So he's out. Um, you know, we're still waiting on Randy Orton. Randy Orton is out. Uh, Cody Rhodes is still out. So there's uh, a number of top talent that are out with injuries right now. So we'll see how that affects not only War Games, but the Royal Rumble and who's going to be returning in the Royal Rumble. Uh, I have a feeling Cody will be. I have a feeling Cody's going to end up coming back and winning the Royal Rumble uh, and then going on to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania because. The whole thing with WrestleMania, with with uh, Roman Reigns and The Rock, is still not set in stone. I mean, they're rumors, they're rumors. But as of right now, The Rock has denied it and then said he's not able to make WrestleMania. Although WrestleMania in Hollywood, you would think makes total sense for him. But and and to be honest with you, he's going to be busy not only with his, um, not only with his uh, his movie career, but also the fact that. Um, he's going to be having the XFL start up uh, in, in, you know, this upcoming February. So he'll be in the middle of the XFL season. Um, you know, he's the new owner, you know, his conglomerate. <laughs> um, you know, so the XFL draft is coming up this week as well. So the teams will be set. Um, we'll be covering, we'll possibly be covering the XFL going forward, but I'm not sure. Uh, but we'll see. Um, I know I haven't done much, you know, in terms of general hospital news recently, you know, uh, today, kind of like, I can't go through five weeks, <laughs> five weeks of news. Um, I will say it's good to see Laura back. Um, you know, and, and there's so much heat with the, uh, storyline of Elizabeth, right? 
you know, being that Elizabeth is a legacy character, she's been out for 25 years. She's a descendant of, of Jeff Weber, who was one of the original cast members of the show. Um, you know, and then the fact that she really the storyline is something for her. It's slow moving. She got to go see her parents. You know, she got the information from her parents that her parents kind of let her go, basically left her with a neighbor. And then the fact that she ended up with her grandmother, they kind of just just let her go, right? Um, and they found out because she's the one that caused Reiko's death. It's kind of all convoluted. Like, I get it. It's soap operas, and, and everything does have to intertwine somehow. Like, you can't just say, oh, I killed a person, right? No, it has to be the ex, you know, the previous life of your boyfriend. Um, so it is something that's going to be, uh, looked at. And, and the fact now that Elizabeth had a storyline, now it's going to be Finn centered, right? And, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I like the storyline. I like the fact that Elizabeth is kind of digging into her past now and they're bringing, bringing the Webbers back and, and Heather Weber. Oh boy. Allie Mills has been fantastic as Heather Weber. Um, you know, now that Robin Matson, who did retire, but also having a nip, uh, nip, a hip and knee replacement surgery, uh, even if she wanted to or could be talked out of coming back or talked into coming back, um, she couldn't because she's, you know, injured. So uh, Allie Mills has been fantastic in the role. I like the, uh, I like the uh, spot at Kelly's um, with, um Dante or with Cameron and Dante and then wanting the BLT and um that whole thing like so here's the here's my my question go you know they had Anna who um is being framed we all know she's being framed for murdering Lucy we all know that Lucy's still alive and we all know that somebody was impersonating Anna was it Holly was it the deputy mayor? Was it the ADA? We don't know, but either way, like they're all, all three of them are working in cahoots with Victor. As far as I know, I mean, we haven't really seen the, well, yeah, they're all working in cahoots with Victor. Um, but who, you know, we, maybe it was Alex coming back from the dead. Um, and uh, Holly is being blackmailed by Victor. We know this. We've seen it. We know it. And um, as of right now, we do think that um, she's that Victor is holding a male somebody. Um, is it Luke? You know, is it you know, kind of gearing up for the 60th anniversary and they'll be able to talk Anthony Gary out of retirement just to come back for one storyline? You know, because they can't kill Luke Spencer off, um, you know, off the off campus, right? Off the canvas, right? Just you know, in storyline only, right? They can't, they can't do that, you know. Have him travel the world, you know, and come back for a, a death scene if that's what's going to happen. Or, and they can't recast Luke. Luke Spencer, you know, just the same thing. Um, you know, some of these characters, like Sonny Corinthos, you could not recast Sonny. Um, and hell, they tried recasting Jason, and they <laughs> that went over like a far church once the real Jason came back. And then they had to change plans, pal. And that's why Drew was created. Let me, you know, and kind of going back to the whole Anna situation. Um, let's let's see. I like how, you know, they had it all set where Dex was going to be driving Anna, you know, getting getting her out, breaking her out, right? And then all of a sudden, um, Heather's there, and the new, uh, you know, there's another guard there when it wasn't supposed to be, 
you know, because the other truck broke down, whatever. Now, here's my thing, is that if it's, if, if the van being used for transport was the van that, quote-unquote, belonged to Pentonville, and that's where Anna was going, wouldn't it make sense to drop um, Heather and the other officer off at Darkham first? Because their their van was the one that broke down. That way, that would make sense to me. Of course, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not somebody who's in the, you know, uh, Port Charles, New York uh, criminal justice system, and you know what have you. Um, and and not to mention the fact that Heather is that, that has the sentence to the place where the criminally insane. I would think that that would be the priority is getting her back at this point in time because, you know, getting her back first because she's more, quote unquote, dangerous than Anna, right? We know that, you know, even the guards would know that Anna is, you know, she's got a lot of um, resources, but she's not going to attack anybody. Heather is crazy (laughs) and she could attack, you know, was this just a one-off for Heather Weber? I don't know. Um, But, the fact that they're bringing the Weber family back, she's going to end up being the, hopefully, she's going to be end up, you know, getting in there um, and, and, you know, interacting with Cam, which she already did, but ha- interacting with Elizabeth. And, and the fact that Elizabeth and Franco were married and Franco is her son, um, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, seeing Heather Weber back on canvas for, for a little while, right? Um, so with that said, I, I'm liking, um, you know, I'm liking the storyline, how everything is kind of coming quickly together, quickly, no, it's coming slowly together. Um, They've been talking about the Ice Princess for almost a year now. Um, The fact that Victor has it hidden or wants to find it um, so that he could, you know, do something with the weather and and, then do, you know, take over the world, right? Hold the world hostage or else he's going to cause another ice age Um, coming, you know. Brit finding the um, the necklace in her um, in in the safe deposit box of left by Peter. Please let's get Peter back. I know I'm probably the only Peter fan in the world, but again, I would love to see Peter come back. You know, and, and you know maybe he comes back with a redemption story and, and is able to redeem himself. Um, but we'll see. But yeah, so you know she found the the necklace in his mailbox, in his uh, safe deposit box. Then you had, you know, her go to Sam and have Sam find information about it. Sam came back with its 30-something million dollars, and it's, you know, part of the Ice Princess. And, you know, then you have Cody, who um, found out this week that Mac is his father, but lied so that he could remain, quote-unquote, son of Leopold Taub, because, you know, maybe Taub was the last owner of that necklace, right? The, 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 uh, the ice princess. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that's there. Like a lot of characters are involved in the storyline. It's kind of branching out. It's almost like this storyline with the ice princess, right? It, it was always a, a Cassidine Spencer problem, right? Between Laura and Luke and, and Victor and, um, uh, Helena and you know, th- th- that, but now it's kind of incorporating a lot of the newer characters. And it just sucks that Brit is leaving soon. Um, but hopefully it's just for a short short hiatus and she'll be back. I don't know. We'll see. Also, you know, Holly is gone now. Uh, Emma Sam has gone back to England. Um, 
so she's only here for a short stint. I don't know if she's actually left the TV, the, the show yet, but um, according to Tristan Rogers, Emma is gone, and she's, you know, with no plans of coming back at this point. So we'll see if she comes back for the 60th. Um, but yeah, they're, they're incorporating a lot of new characters besides the old ones, um, and we'll see how it goes. You know, can we see Esme in that whole, you know, Ice Princess situation? And could she be the one to, you know, hold the world hostage? Um, we'll see. Uh, you know, it, it, would, it wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> um, but with that said, um, I do think that um, the storyline is going to end up pulling in a lot of people. It's almost like, and that's where I was going. It's almost like the Tommy Dreamer Raven feud from ECW, where um, it, it was just those two at the beginning, but then it incorporated so many other characters and introduced people in there, right? Beulah and Cyrus, the not Cyrus Renault, but Cyrus the Virus, <laughs> um, who was who is um, Don Callis, you know, and then the Blue Meanie, and uh, you know all these other, you know, and Stevie Richards and all these other people that, that kind of branched off and, and got people involved in that one main storyline that happened for years. Um, so this is, that is what the ice princess storyline is like to me. And, and I want to see how it plays out. I, I'm, I'm somebody who comes from the old school. I like the long-term storytelling. I don't like when they put it on the back burner for so long. Like the whole thing with, with Trina's paternity, right? Is it, Curtis, her father, or is it Tagger? You know, um, that's been on the on the burner back burner for so long. Like it's there, but it's not right. It's not. It, it goes away for a while, and they don't talk about it. But then all of a sudden, they come back to it, and you know, um, that's something that's not good. It's different when you have like a long term feud in the WWE, right? Like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and, and of course, you know, going past the 25th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob this month. Um, it kind of apropos to bring that up, but you know, it's one thing to have somebody who or to have two talent in the like in, in wrestling that have this kind of storyline where you go ahead and you know they have the storyline, they're they're going out against each other, and they have the blow off, you know, whether it's a last man standing match, a title match, a ladder match, what have you, and then they go their several ways and they go into different. Um, they go into different stories, right? They go into different storylines, but then all of a sudden you see them coming back to it, you know, whether it's, well, now you're, you're forced to tag, you're, you're forced to team up because, you know, the, the nexus, that's years down the road, but you know, DX, right? Um, so now you have DX versus the Hart foundation rather than just Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, or you have team America versus team Canada, which is almost the same, but you know, so, you know, uh, they're either forced to team up or, or it's just a new, like, it's a faction now, and but it comes back to those main two. So that, a long-term rivalry is one thing, whereas the story, the long, the storylines that kind of get put on the back burner and then come out for two weeks and then go back, that gets a little annoying because for something as, I don't want to use words simple, but for something as minuscule as a paternity test, right? You know, Cody and Mac, had a paternity test done and Cody's been only been on the show for let's say two months. Right. And they already had that paternity test done. Now I know that, you know, that's only because he's a newer character and whatever, but like the fact that Portia lied to Curtis all his life and said, you know, that um, Trina 
may be your daughter, but it, you know, she pushed him off Taggart, pushed her off his Taggart. Um, but you know, for the fact that if she ever had that question of paternity, she should have gone to Curtis. Yeah, it's going to expose a lie, um, and and something that Curtis hates is lies. We know this from her, from his, you know, that's why his marriage with with um, uh, Jordan went by the wayside because of the lies. And, and what he, you know, the secrets and everything. Um, and, and that's, you know, that, that, that storyline too. It's like you, you, you saw that Stella had the stroke and the paperwork was thrown out. She couldn't remember it, you know, and then it was forgotten because for whatever reason, you know, um, the character was Jordan, uh, Brianna Henry was let go from her contract. Probably because I think it was because she went, you know, she got pregnant or whatever. Um, and then the character of Jordan was let go. So, and then Stella is only a recurring character. So she wasn't on for a while. They just kind of let it go. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, um, now, uh, now that Portia is, um, now that Portia and Curtis are trying to get married, um, you know what I mean? Um, Portia and Curtis are looking to get married. Now all of a sudden it's back because Jordan's like, oh, you know, I, I never got the paperwork from our divorce. That's something that Curtis should have found out months ago. Hey, calls her. Hey, why is this taking so long? And then find out, come to find out that Jordan never signed it. Um, so it is what it is. And it's like, those are the kind of storylines that, that get on people's nerves. Like we, as the viewers, we know that these storylines are there. But uh, the writers have conveniently forgotten. And again, like I said, getting mad at the writers is nothing because you didn't have a Jordan character. So why, you know, I mean, unless you do it off screen and, you know, Curtis says, hey, you know what? I have to take a drive up to the uh, clinic in Buffalo where Jordan is so that I can get her to sign these divorce papers so we can. That was a po that's a possibility. They didn't want to do it on, off camera. So that's why they had to go with plan B. Now it comes out. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you could have had Stella come back and fess up to Curtis and say, hey, I just remembered when I had my stroke, I stole your divorce papers from Jordan's desk and blah, 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 blah. It's a possibility. But hey, you know what? I've been at this for a little over 45 minutes. It's, you know, I'm sitting at work right now. <laughs> it's like I said, I'm trying to get this in, get this out for you guys. I apologize that I haven't done it for five weeks, but going forward, it's going to be weekly. Um, uh, I'm going to try to get live feeds done as much as I can. Like I said, next Sunday, the 20th of November, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, um, Suds in the Scored Circle live on YouTube. I will get the link out as soon as I can. But I want to thank you all for listening. Again, you could find me on Twitter. Uh, find the Sportswire. Uh, Sportswire. Oh, boy. Um, you could find the find me on Twitter at SWE. You can also go ahead and find the uh, Suds in the Squirt Circle podcast on Twitter, um, which is at Suds. Uh, hang on. I have to find that because um, that's not what I wanted. Uh, um, let's see. At Suds SQ Circle Pod. On Twitter, it is now verified. Thank you, Elon Musk. So at Suds SQ Circle Pod, 
um, on Twitter. And you could go ahead and find wherever you find your favorite uh, podcast um, where um, the Suds and Squirts will drop Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, um, so many, right? Um, go ahead and, um, and, and follow us, leave us a review. Um, and like I said, we're going to get that going. It's on 10 platforms right now. So, uh, let's see, we're on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, and then just our regular RSS feed. Um, you can also find find us at sudssquarecircle.threadless.com. That is to buy our merchandise. You can also go ahead and um, you can also go ahead and visit us and visit our website www.sudsandsquaredcircle.com. Email me Vinny at sudsandsquaredcircle.com. Follow on TikTok at suds underscore squared underscore circle. And now I'm also on Instagram um, that I have to find. <laughs> I believe it's uh, it's uh, at suds and squared circle or suds underscore and other something like that. I will find out and put in the link down below for the um, Instagram feed, um, Instagram link. But definitely go ahead and, and follow us, like us, do what you can, and I'll get the YouTube up as well. So thank you for listening. Again, my name is Vinny Apsell. You are listening to the Suds and the Squared Circle podcast right here, wherever you find your favorite podcast.